I pulled it like three years ago. Oh, really? Ago. Yeah. Like bad enough where I had to ice it for the whole day. Too much sitting on the couch playing video games. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. In your pajamas. Real your time. Matching pajamas. Real world smash. Yeah. God. That, what what were you playing all weekend? Like, did you even? Oh, no. no. We played a lot of stuff because um, I hooked up like the SNES mm. and some of the other consoles, like the GameCube. Um, mm. uh, I played Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2. <laughs> did you like beat them? Uh, so we played two first mm -hmm. and we actually beat it. Um, and we both flipped our shit at like two in the morning when we finally beat, uh, K rule. Yeah. Uh, then we went to one and we got to the final battle, but we couldn't, we couldn't do it. And we burnt through like 30 lives trying. Bam. Yeah. Those are hard games. Yeah. Cause we did like the co-op one. So like, uh, each person gets to control like donkey and Diddy. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, but then uh, oh gosh, because like I have the have the two TVs right next to each other. Yeah, uh, she was playing Resident Evil Zero, and I was playing Resident Evil Two at the same time. So it was just like <laughs> it probably sounded like a fucking horror movie in there, but it was great with like both the audios happening at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which That's... is it's so dumb too because I only have one uh, soundbar, and it's hooked up to one of the TVs. Oh, I see. Okay. Because uh, I haven't gotten around like buying another buying one. A second I'd... soundbar because you're not a psychopath. Yeah. Or maybe you are. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> she had the better <laughs> audio, and that game is just like it sounds gross because mm. there's like slugs and all this other stuff. Yeah. So it just sounds like just slimy. <laughs> uh, but she actually got super, super irritated by that game, which I totally. I'm sure. I've, yeah. Yeah, I've never played through them all. I always quit halfway through. Yeah, like I, I, I love to. I've done the whole like you know speed run through it as fast as I can because there's like unlocks that you can do. Mm. Um, but I haven't done that so long, and I tried to do that over the break, and that did not. And I it was like hours over <laughs> where you had to be because you have to like burn through the game in like two and a half hours or three hours or something like that. I was definitely like five or six hours, six hours. But um, yeah, it was just like playing old games. We didn't play anything new. Really? Damn. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, did you guys play anything or I played a shit ton of Civ and uh Into the Breach on the plane. Oh on my various multiple plane rides I had to take this week <laughs> this past weekend. <laughs> this past <Yeah>. week. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide over yeah. here. I was in five cities in ten days, uh not on a, any kind of rock tour, just visiting various family members. Yeah. Um but yeah, I played the shit out of Civ. Um I was playing like real the real earth uh starting locations okay. and I played as America. Is so that a, just, is that a mod or is that like built into It's built in, okay. yeah. So I was playing it on the Switch and the Switch the map sizes are a little smaller for like the real earth one. So like it was just me and then it was Brazil and South America. So I basically got my whole continent to myself. Meanwhile, Europe is all just like fighting it out on their own. Um, anyway, so I played a lot of, a lot of stuff. <laughs> Did you play on the Switch? Switch, yeah. No. How was that compared to like PC? It's not bad. I mean, I love the PC version of Civ. I've played that hundreds of hours probably. Um, but this was a reasonable, you know, port of it. Hmm. Um, it feels a little bit smaller in scope. I don't know. Maybe that's just because, like, I'm weird and I play, like, super large maps, like, with mods and stuff on the PC. I have a very specific way of playing. And now it's just, like, regular Civ. And they have, like, little scenarios you can play. But I was like, no, I just want an epic, like, 20-hour game where I just slowly take over the world. That's my, that's <laughs> oh, the way I, my like world domination fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't think that 
that little switch can take on like your beefy ass <laughs> PC at home. Well, literally, I play such huge maps with so many players on my like my PC can't handle like it it like chugs when I like hit next turn. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like <laughs> trying to trying to calculate everyone's moves. yeah. Like I have a ten a ten eighty like in there and yeah, it's it's rough. Shit, <laughs> I I still have a nine seventy in mine, mm-hmm. and like I'm terrified of doing anything like that because I know. The whole thing will just melt. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Chris, do you play anything? Yeah, um, I played a lot of uh, Super Smash Brothers over the break. Yeah. So. Did you lo- unlock everybody? No, I think I'm up to like almost 50 or so characters. Um, yeah. I decided not to buy that <laughs> because I didn't want to turn to the dark side. I've never played Smash <laughs> and I'd, I never want to turn. No, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. It's too late. All the kids are so so good at this point. I can't yeah. I can't catch up. Speaking of, there's the uh, uh, the kid like his family lives next door to me, mm-hmm. and he got a switch like a few months ago, mm-hmm. and um, like I I actually got them like Christmas stuff, so I'd put it by their door and like did the whole thing, um, and then he sent me a note like the next day, like tucked it underneath my door. <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god, thank you for this blah 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 blah." By the way, do you have Smash? <laughs> I've unlocked everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, the kid's fucking eight. <laughs> oh, this is not good. Do but you play wirelessly, like between two switches? You can. Could, could you just like play through the wall and like? Yeah, actually, we could. <laughs> oh, that's. I believe nice. you could. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I'd like. I don't know. I want to be like there. Could so be, I've actually thought just about scream through the wall at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His parents all yeah. love that. Ah, I mean, <laughs> it's fine. They're actually super chill. Did you but, pick it up, Dan? Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. So. um I think I only have like 40 something. Mm. Yeah, because I've gone through the whole one player thing. You finished the. No, uh, not all of it. Because uh, yeah. I think that's how you unlock. I don't know. I There's like multiple it. ways to unlock the different characters, but yeah. that is one of them. Yeah. All I know is that I've like come up against some of the characters and they just ruined me within seconds. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Yeah. We had yeah. a Smash tournament in the office and uh, I was proud of myself. I, It was like a one on one like bracket mm. and I was like up against like one of the best people. And I got one hit in. Wait, who were you against? It wasn't a perfect. I was up against Jake, who ended up winning uh, the tournament. Oh, shit. I got one hit in. Yeah. I was proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> he was not at 0% when that game ended. <laughs> oh, gosh. Mm. Speaking of Happy New Year. Hey, yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. 2019. Oh, my God. I just, yeah. yeah. All right. Great. Whole new year. Whole new <laughs> things. Um, yeah. What's up? How was your... You know, how's it, how's it being back? Uh, man, it's pretty good. Like, I'm not even working on site stuff right now. <laughs> You're doing so. some pretty sick graphic design. I've yeah. been watching it. It's pretty, yeah. pretty <laughs> awesome. Putting that recently acquired degree to new use. <laughs> new use, better use, good use. Clearly, I don't know English this year. <laughs> um, so, uh, we're back with another episode of the Giant Devcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, you know, Dan, Will. Yes, yeah, is back. Dan, I'm back. Brought Chris back. Uh, we talk about more stuff that Chris has worked on. Um, yeah, he was last on the episode episode where he talked about all the cool stuff he did for the new site. Yep. But uh, yeah, and I don't think we have any like mm, upkeep sort of stuff. Because I mean, like it, it was break. So it's yeah, not like we, we haven't been. Uh, we we deployed basically just before the break. We we took a break deploying mm-hmm. like uh, new site fixes because um, we'd fix most of the big stuff. We still have a whole list, so don't worry, we're not done. 
Um, but we had to get Game of the Year out. Um, so Giant Bomb uh, Game of the Year the, had to take over the homepage and do some special stuff with carousels and all kinds of weird stuff. So uh, we were focusing on before the break getting that out. Um, and you've already, all already seen that. Um, so that that's what we were working on. Um, now we're back and we're trying to catch up uh, and we're going to start addressing bugs and things again. And um, even start addressing, you may have seen like little style, tw- little tweaks to the design here and there. Like, you know, now the cards have little indicators showing like whether they're video or audio or both. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that, that went out, like little stuff. But we're going to continue working on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But yeah, we've been on break for the past couple of weeks, so uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've been taking a vacation. Yeah, and hopefully, I think some of the feature stuff will come out eventually. I think I've designed the majority of a couple of things, uh, some stuff around the homepage, some stuff around the episode page. Um, yeah, we've taken a ton of feedback, and Dan's actually gone back and redone a lot of like designs and mock-ups for us to like go and hit a second round. So it's not like we're just doing small tweaks now. Like we're actually doing some pretty, pretty large tweaks to some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean like for the big stuff, we kind of want to just like sit and see like how people actually use it. Mm-hmm. Cause we don't want to like ship something in the day later saying like, Oh, we did it wrong. Right. Or like, yeah. Oh, there's this thing. Let's just redo it. Uh, that's yeah. Cause you never want to react to the first knee jerk reaction and like, okay, change it back. Cause then, and then there'll be people who like both and like, you know, you have to, actually mm-hmm. uh unless it's on it. unless it's on fire then yes probably, right. yeah, yeah, yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rare occurrence but um as far as i know it's not on fire right now. yeah <laughs> well god luck i hope not but um yeah feature wise i think that might slow down a little bit because we talked about left last episode but currently hiring and just that process alone takes a lot of effort and a lot of time uh so yeah i, I yeah, i'm having to balance out like talking to people on the phone and interviewing and all that with actual work but uh, hopefully we'll get back up to normal pace pretty soon yeah uh but yeah and just i guess reiterating um still working on finding a full-time designer and then we have an intern for the summer yeah so so yeah those probably i I think we've we've backed up a couple episodes now so this will be coming out we we just said happy new year but i think this will run not next saturday but saturday after or something like that Probably in like, yeah, it's either, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Anyway, we, like, we're not sure on the timing of this stuff. We're just kind of doing, recording two episodes uh, back to back. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so those positions may still be open. Check the CBS career site if you're oh, still interested. Yeah, they will definitely be open in, <laughs> even in like a week and a half. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I would just say like if you're interested, if you don't know if you're a good fit or not, honestly, just apply anyways. Yeah. Um, because uh, it's funny because I'll, there's been a lot of people on the team, either on ours or like different groups that like have backgrounds that aren't exactly like 100% their profession. Like mm-hmm. um, some people had a degree in this, but they do that now. Um, so it's not like, yeah, it's not like you have to be a designer. Yeah, you didn't like, have to necessarily go to school for design if you do it and you've been doing it professionally or whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, fuck, I, I just finished my degree last year. And, <laughs> Yeah, I, cool. I should have graduated like 10 years prior. <laughs> so you got it done. Yeah. Yep. Cool. But uh, yeah, I guess that's how things have been looking lately. Um, yeah. Now we just get got to get back into it. Yeah. What are yep. we What are we talking about today, though? You want to chat? Yeah, we're going to chat. About chat. About chat. Let's chat about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the chat. Um, I think this has been, we've been talking to a few people or we've been reading a couple comments. People want to know how chat or, and, or infinite works. They're kind of actually the same thing. They're kind of built on the same underlying technology. Um, 
So I think it'd be cool to address. And I think it's one of the cooler implementations we've done recently. You know, it's not just a standard, you know, not that not that it's boring, but like standard MVC website, you yeah. know, model view controller symphony thing. Like this is a pretty new technology that we used and built to make a pretty cool interactive set of things. So mm-hmm. um, I definitely wanted to talk about that because uh, it's one of the funnest, most fun things I've uh, worked on here. But yeah. And so we did the, I guess, do we call it like the revised chat or whatever? Yeah. Like it, it was like, what, like almost a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. When we deployed the first thing I've been, I initially called it fire chat. I don't know, why, but uh, we've since been calling it bomb chat because we're trying to like, you know, other, other groups within CBS Interactive are like, oh, your chat system's really cool. You want to look at it? I was like, okay, cool. So I'm going to name it Bomb, bomb Chat when I send it <laughs> yeah. to you. So everybody has Bomb, <laughs> bomb chat. chat. Yeah, I want yeah. the whole, I want all of CBS to be running on Bomb Chat. Um, but yeah, so we co- sort of started off with this, this older system that was um, written by uh, someone who was uh, no longer at the company he had left. Um, and we... He basically wrote the whole thing himself um, with some help of some people who were also there at the time we were no longer around. So it was kind of a legacy system um, and it was actually running pretty fine. Um, it, it would have occasional problems and the problem was always none of us really knew how it worked. I mean, we knew inherently how it worked, but nobody knew every corner of the code, right? Um, and it was a pretty complex set of like, you know, Rube Goldberg, well, not really, but a complex set of steps that had to happen for a chat to launch. Mm -hmm. And if that went wrong, basically our course of action was always, well, start from step one and do it again. Like we didn't know how to debug it. Um, So yeah, the the initial chat system was written in, um, uh, was written actually with some AWS servers, but uh, we eventually moved it to our um, internal, our internal data center that we are still currently on. But um, it's basically a bunch of Node web servers running Redis um, that has to sync across a bunch of child Redis servers. So anyway, um, essentially there's a master uh, server um, that when you schedule a chat, you know, before the chat is scheduled to run, there's like a scheduling system. There's a, um, you know, there's a whole mechanism just for launching it where you would schedule a chat ahead of time, you would estimate the number of users who are going to be there. So if it was UPF, we'd say three to 5,000 or whatever. Uh, if it was E3, we would say, you know, it could be, you know, it could be 10,000, it could be 30,000, like, you never know. Um, so you'd have to estimate over, ahead of time. And then this master um, node uh, JS Redis server, uh, or no, Node.js server would spawn a bunch of child nodes and those, you know, if you schedule a chat for 3,000 people, it would spin up 20 mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know the actual number. Um, and then if you schedule a chat for 10,000, it would schedule or set up, you know, X amount more. Um, so it was actually a cool system to watch running because you could, you know, it was setting up and deconstructing all these servers constantly and they were re- connecting to each other and talking to each other. And, you know, um, one user would be on node X and another user would be on node Y and those, the, all the data would sync across the Redis servers. It, it was a cool system to watch, I, but I totally, I didn't understand it totally. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Chris came on, uh, while we were still running on the system, obviously. Um, and I was like, you know, I don't understand this. Yeah. <laughs> um, please help me work on this. 
I need some backup on this because I, I was basically the only one or one of the only ones who knew how to actually launch it and debug it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, Chris, I need backup on this because if I'm not around and Jeff says like, hey, chat's not starting. What the hell? You know, there was no recourse. Yeah. So. Like Jeff didn't know what to do. Like nobody, you know, we would just you'd have to get a hold of one of us and we'd have to like poke it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's where we were. Um, the system was definitely salvageable. Like we could have we could have gone in there and really learned it and and kept improving on it. Um, but we wanted to sort of take a step back, um, because this had been written years before at that point. Like there's, there may be new technology. There may be something else, uh, to look at. So that's where we came up with the idea of, of using Firebase, um, which, uh, I think Joe, one of our previous engineers had mentioned to me before, like, oh, this would be a cool thing to use. Mm -hmm. And it had just stuck in the back of my head. And, uh, we were like, all right, let's, let's try it out. Um, and so we ended, we actually first just embarked on like a little test project. Like, can we get a simple mm-hmm. chat running in Firebase? Yeah. Cause you built something in like over a, a weekend or, <laughs> yeah. or a short period of time and came in like on Monday and like, look what I built. Yeah. And it was <laughs> like a proof of concept, but it definitely, um, proved that we could possibly yeah. build this using that technology. So I had basically faked it. Firebase takes, it takes about a good couple hours to, to wrap your head around it. But once you do, it's, it's like, boom, and you, you're off and running. Um, so basically I had taken our existing chat, literally ripped out all the code, um, our chat page. And I like writs, wrote some inline JavaScript to like communicate with the server and do some syncing and all this stuff over the course of a weekend. And I built like a very bare bones, like the only thing that worked in it was sending messages. You could send messages back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody could just log in, it would work. And I was like, hey, I built this over the weekend. Like, it seems cool. I have no idea if it'll scale. I have no idea <laughs> if we can build all the other features in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really easy to set up, and I think we should go after it. Yeah, so uh, I'm very unfamiliar with just how this stuff works. And uh, I guess my the dumb question that goes through my mind is, is the old thing, was that entirely baked in-house? Or was it like using parts from other stuff? Because I know Firebase is yeah. a third party. Right. So the original the original one was all in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all just Node.js um, and Redis as the data store. Um, and it just synced messages using those two technologies. And it was all in-house. All, pretty much all written by one person. Yeah. I mean, um, I think it did use um, like Socket. Socket.io, yeah. Which that, is a yeah. library to help communicate. Um, That's true. That did the client-side community. So Socket.io mm-hmm. was just this, I think it's like deprecated now, but it's just a, a wrapper for um, socket connections mm-hmm. uh, from browser to server. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, essentially, if you're, you know, if you're familiar with like how HTTP and web works, you know, we didn't want to build like, you know, the way comments on the site work, where when you post a comment, it sends an AJAX post request with the data, and then it ha- if you want data back, you have to pull the server and ask, uh-huh. is there more data? Is there more data? You know, mm-hmm. is there another message? Yep. You know, and that's the really, you know, basic way, the old way of doing some synchronous stuff like this, where you send data and then you keep having to ask the server yeah. every second or every five seconds if there's anything new. Mm-hmm. That was called long polling. Long polling, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And eSocket.io even, from what I remember, fell back on this. It did. Like if if IE, if you're running like IE6 or something. It so- would use uh, long polling to be able to have the same functionality. Yeah. And there was also some other weird workarounds with iframes I think you could do. Like I think it did some, there was some cool thing I remember <laughs> back in the day where if you had an iframe 
you could do some weird thing to keep the connection open mm -hmm. and just keep downloading data. Anyway, it was this weird <laughs> thing. So like it, it would be an iframe that never stopped loading. Oh, so I see. it would I just see. be an iframe that you kept the connection open. And you so your browser like, would always have a little spinner. I see. It was really crazy. Huh. But anyway. Yeah, basically you could change that web page on the fly then, right? If yeah. Potentially you could just kept... keep sending yeah. data to the iframe. The iframe would just keep getting longer. Yeah. And as long as you kept the connection open, it was anyway, it was crazy. That uh, sounds insane. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so that's the the underlying technology was WebSockets, you know. Um, and then the back end was just Node um, and, Red and Redis storing and syncing those messages. Yeah, so you were talking about Socket.io being kind of just deprecated at some point. Like, was it a series of little things like that where it just like the whole however it was built just got older and older to where like things weren't supported. So you had to just, it, you were kind of like strong armed into thinking about another solution or was it more like, here's an inconvenience, but yeah. we also don't understand it. And also, I like, think it's more the latter that we, um, there were some things like Socket.io. We could have found a replacement yeah, there for Socket.io. There were newer ones, but I do think it was that we didn't fundamentally understand every bit of yeah. the the application. And then when things went wrong, we had to go search for them, and it just took like the maintenance and upkeep was um, just took a long time. Yeah, and I it, I don't think it was built. We have ways of building code here that we'll talk about when we talk about the rearchitecture, where it's a lot more modular. So we built we tried to build the new chat in a way where if you're looking for something there's there's a logical file that makes sense where it would be mm -hmm. um, i think the old chat was just sort of written at once it was written like it was a lot harder to navigate yeah um so yeah really hard to follow the logic of what was happening where the messages were going and where they were being saved i mean it just took a long time to yeah i think understand it i think it was also written in sort of old style node js where it was just pretty um it was just pretty uh, functional programming, mm -hmm. like it was just there was there wasn't really classes and yeah. inheritance. It was yeah. just functional programming yeah. all the way up and down. Um, so you would you would basically be following a function and then okay, jump down to here and then okay, there jump back up to here and you're just following yeah. this logic the way you remember like r when you took your first C programming class. Like right. it would yeah, be, I I yeah. totally did that. <laughs> um, you know, just it, I think it was it, sort of just like this thing had started out as a very simple chat and then you add features and add features and that just is what happens mm -hmm. and eventually you just have to tear it down and start again i think right. with any old system that's not to say anything about how it was developed initially mm -hmm. it's just like that's how systems tend to evolve sometimes yeah i mean we've had to do that with other parts of the sites anyway oh so, yeah there's yeah. other parts of the site that are still like that <laughs> yeah yeah but it was just like it was chat's time i felt yeah, like exactly but um yeah, and the other thing is that you guys talk about Firebase, and I I think that's a Google thing, right? Yeah, it, it's I believe it was a company Google bought. I don't know the whole history of it, um, but essentially Firebase is a lot of things actually, um, and it's kind of hard to describe <laughs> because it does a lot. It's sort of built as this do anything web or a mobile and web platform mm -hmm. where like it does crash analytics for like iPhone apps and it does push messaging for Android apps and it you know it does a lot of stuff uh, but there's a particular piece we thought was really cool which is their real-time database um, oh. and they're basically their real-time database is essentially what the entire back end of our chat system was it's this service that Google offered where you can basically through WebSocket connections, same thing as you know Socket IO, but they had their own wrapper, right? Um, send data to a server from it, it would work on a mobile device. They have mobile device SDKs, they have web SDKs, which is what we use. 
you send data to the the server, which is Google, and then that data is instantly replicated to anybody else who's listening oh, wow. um, to that node, right? Mm -hmm. So you basically just think of it as this big JSON, because it really is, it's this big JSON blob, right? And you can subscribe to particular branches of it. And if you're subscribed to a branch and someone pushes an update to that branch, it just automatically syncs to anybody else listening to it. So that's really, it's really this like wide open can kind of do anything data sync, yeah. it's data syncing wise. Um, it's not built for chat. Like it's not a, you know, it's not a chat system, right? Yeah. Um, they have one of their examples on their like Firebase site, like, hey, learn how is like, here's a simple chat system. Oh, okay. So that was like my first intro into it. And I had basically modified their example chat to work in our system. And that was how we first mm -hmm. started playing with it. Okay. Yeah, because I think Firebase can also be used for like um, like video games, like mobile games and just mm. games in general where you have to keep some kind of persistent data storage that's somewhere else and you have people like like an MMO or something where right. you'd like modify changes and I've um, seen examples of games that are uh, built on Firebase as well. Yeah, I think that's, that's actually like a really, would be a really quick way of doing something like that because mm -hmm. once you get past the initial hurdle, like I said, the first day of like learning this, how to authenticate, how to lock down different parts of the database... Then it's just as simple as like put data and receive data yeah. wherever. Wherever you need it. Yeah. Yeah. And you um, can add it to different layers in the in the JSON blob, like you said. If you're familiar with like schemaless databases, like, you know, uh like MongoDB, mm -hmm. it's like that. Like there's no schema, there's no nothing. It's just a blob of stuff. Yeah. Um <laughs> and you can Mongo cool. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, because I, I thought when you were talking about it at first, I think one of the examples that you had seen in their like tutorial stuff mm -hmm. was uh, like document editing, like how they do GDocs mm. and all that. Yeah, from what I understand, I, I don't know if this is still true or if if they probably use part of the same technology, but I'm pretty sure Google Docs runs off basically this exact technology. If it's not using Firebase, it's, I think it's using some branch of their technology. Yeah, Because when you're editing a document and you see someone else editing right beside you, it's using that same like sync methodology, right? Um, and Firebase has examples on their website where it's like, oh, look, here's a, a doc syncing thing where you can like all edit the same doc and it's, you know, it's in, written all in that. So, um, so I think that's, yeah, some more of the core, uh, how it's built. Yeah. So, I mean, once you got the initial concept there, like how did you move on from that? Because <laughs> it was just like, like you said, like a proof of concept sort of situation, but how do you actually get that to fit into everything where it like works? That was the... <laughs> That's, that's the thing where it always creeps up on you. Like when I first started using this, I was like, oh shit. Like there were still questions of like, will this ever scale? I, I didn't really know. <laughs> you can't really know until you throw a few thousand people at it. Um, but, you know, they, they their website had promised like, oh, you can have 100,000 simultaneous connections or whatever. Anyway. Ooh. So I, uh, what was I doing? Uh, basically, I was like, all right, well, we just have to keep trying and like we just have to keep building and see what we can do and the only reason we were actually able to do this at the time is because it was in the run-up to e3 um and we were on code freeze during that time so we like have some time to futz around and do whatever while we're waiting for e3 to happen so actually most of the core of bomb chat was written during e3 in the war room <laughs> i was like sitting in the GameSpot war room freezing my ass off because it's always ne negative 10 degrees in that damn room mm -hmm. just shivering like writing the new chat system <laughs> i could just see you under like several blankets <laughs> and like a hoodie and everything just like tip tap typing away 
watching like E3 press conferences in the background. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, th that was basically it. We I was just like, that. It, it's where you kind of hit that stride as as like a programmer where it's like, I'm just writing, like I'm writing features so quickly and it's just, it's expanding so fast. I, I can't keep up and it's awesome and I just keep on, want to keep working on it. Um, so it was kind of like that. Um, and I came back from E3 with more of the core functionality written. I think at that point I had had like the two different rooms, like the mods have a separate room. I, I guess I can out that here. Uh, the mods have a separate room where they can chat. You, you guys can't see it, um, obviously, but they can chat and talk about like, oh, this, you know, this user is causing a ruckus or whatever. Um, and, uh, but it's usually not that. It's usually them just saying dumb jokes and just having their own private conversation. But uh, like every time I jump in, it's like, hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's, I had to set up the two, the two different rooms. I had set up the, uh, the, um, authorization piece. Uh, so, um, one cool thing about Firebase, I, and I'll jump back into that is it's essentially all client side code. The entire chat basically all runs on your PC as you're in chat. Um, and then it just sends the data up and receives data down and, based on your role that we authenticated you with you on the Firebase server, you just can't access certain nodes of the database. So essentially, you know, you just have access to this database that's up there, but you only have access to pieces of it and to the certain messages you're allowed to listen to. Um, so I had figured that out and I was just basically building, you know, the two rooms that different people had access to and you could have different rights and different things like that. So that's sort of where it started and then I basically came back from E3 and brought Chris in at that point. And was like, look, check out this cool thing. Mm -hmm. Help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, build polls <laughs> and like learn, learn how to work this. I basically just pointed him at the tutorial and said like, now build polls. Mm -hmm. um, so then you came in and, and you, you had to figure, actually that was probably one of the hardest, that was probably the hardest part because it's, it's not really built for well i guess it, it's kind of built for that but it you had to do some weird stuff for polls right like counting and like yeah you had to do yeah. tell me like you, there's like some weird like stream thing you had to i forget for like incrementing the vote counts and all that stuff i forget yeah i don't think i had anything like super oh, really? super okay. special um it's just because yeah we were just um when a poll was created so basically when a poll is created it basically creates a new a new node in this database with all of the the answers or all of the questions mm -hmm. and then um and then when someone like votes on it oh wait wasn't it for you had to do it in a transaction or something like that which is something we hadn't done yeah, before that so was the weird thing mm -hmm, I, yeah yeah we had to do it in a transaction so that way it keeps track of when they come in um because like messages weren't built that way right like a normal no like, yeah. Message. yeah so the, i guess the core is you know messages coming in you know you can have if one person's message arrives before another, it's not a huge deal, right? Right? Like if you know if your connection just happens to be faster, or, and you actually submit your message like a millisecond, you know, after someone else, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter whose messages get in first. But if you're counting poll, yeah, like, or uh, voting, yeah, if you're voting. You need like then you some need kind like transactional yeah. like uh, keep track of when these messages came in at what times, and also which users um, have already submitted an answer. To yeah. a poll so we can keep track of like, hey, you can't vote twice even if you were somehow able to hijack the JavaScript and right, try yeah. to submit um, 
a second response. You wouldn't be able to do that because then <laughs> the database it's like, hey, this transaction is locked for this person for this yeah. for this node of the of the database. That was actually one of our, our first bugs we found in chat. Like if you in the original chat, if you open chat in like ten different tabs, you could vote like ten different times. Yeah. Oh wow. Because <laughs> um, we we had like locked it down on a certain level anyway i forget the fix for i do want to go back to like um when you were sitting in the like the war room or when you were thinking about like rebuilding mm -hmm. rebuilding chat like or was your plan to like rebuild it with um like the same functionality as as the old chat because sometimes like that can also be a, a problem when we're like trying to approach uh like new problems right if you're like hey, we have this thing but now we need to build this thing but we have to rebuild all of the functionality in yeah. this new system like do you have any like thoughts about like yeah. how you approach that kind of like um, those problems? So this was it was kind of a like I was kind of in a vacuum. Like I was I was the only person, the only engineer at E3, so I didn't really have any like people to bounce anything off of, or like I was just kind of doing it on my own. And it was more just started as a challenge. Like, can I replicate all the functionality of chat in Firebase and make it work reliably? And that was kind of the challenge I had to myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't think enough like. <laughs> this probably isn't the real like proper way to do a project. You shouldn't just like go off and build something and then come back and say like, "Hey, look, I yeah. built this thing." Um, it just so happened that it worked out this way. Because <laughs> ideally, we should have sat down and said like, "What's the current chat? What are the problems? Right? You know, what UI needs to be changed? Like, are do polls work the way we want them to? Like, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. What features do we not need? Do we right. you know prioritize features and exactly." Um, um, but I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was one of these weird, like, I'm, I'm just, you know, heads down. Like, I'm just going to build yeah. all this shit and I just want to build and it. And you had the time as yeah. well. And, and I, um, there wasn't anything super, super pressing yeah. going on. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, I, we basically, I basically like replicated. I was like, can I replicate? It, it was always a challenge. Like there's a feature existing in this whole other system. Can I replicate it exactly using this? other concept of a real-time database and that was i think the coolest part is like how do you replicate uh like a good example is um refreshing the uh, video player right uh, on the page so you know there's a button that staff has to where they can refresh the video player if they like put in the wrong stream address or if they want to switch from you know a twitch player to youtube player whatever they can refresh that little video embed in chat like, how do you do that with a real-time database? There's no, like, like, what if you, <laughs> it's going to be hard to, really hard to describe, but essentially, if you come in to chat, you don't know if it's already been refreshed. So you can't just, like, set a refresh variable on, in the database, because then someone new will come in and see, oh, and immediately refresh, and we don't want that, right? We had to know if it had been refreshed and keep a timestamp of the last time it was refreshed and anyway, it was just like a weird problem that I had to come up with like, all right, timestamp and then the local client will know what timestamp he came in on. And if a later timestamp comes in, then refresh the page. It's just this weird problem that you don't think of with a system like that. Um, so it was, it was stuff like that. That was like the interesting challenge part was how to do that. And then the other one of Firebase doesn't turn on, right? The old system had to warm up. It had to spin up servers. Firebase is always there. It's it, you don't like when someone starts a new chat now. It's not spinning up servers. It's not telling Firebase to turn on. Literally, the first person into chat tur like turns on the lights, basically. So it starts as just an empty node in a database, and 
when you know Vinny turns says go, it basically allows people to hit that page, and the first person at that page actually like lets Firebase know that the chat is on. Like that's that's it. Like it, it doesn't actually. There's no like backend thing like when chat starts like do this thing in Firebase. It's just like nope. Let the, let people come in, and they come in, and then it just starts up right there. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, which was another interesting challenge of how do you like. Like, is that going to work for E3 if you just open the page and, like, all of a sudden 10,000 people show up? Like, mm-hmm. how do you agree that who started the chat? And, and anyway, it's it's stuff like that that was really cool to look at. I, I encourage you, anybody who's, like, a developer, like, look at Firebase and try to think of, like, all these weird, like, how would I build my system in this? Not It's probably not the right fit for everything, obviously, but it was a cool, like, thought exercise of mm-hmm. how do I build something in this totally new world yeah especially right? our chat it just has a lot of a lot of functionality that users might not even know just like the ability to like you have to slow down the chat or there's like um cooldowns cool yeah. and then all the moderation tools and, and w- yeah and like things like cooldowns we had to like you have to build cooldowns so it's not just on the client side right like obviously you know if you write some javascript to say like after someone submits a message just disable that input field until like, yeah until 30 seconds goes by like the first thing someone's going to do I mean, I like, think that is the way that our old chat was built. There definitely did highlight. <laughs> I mean, you could easily send messages yeah. much quicker in the old chat if you knew how to like finagle some JavaScript. Yeah. But but if you just did that, then like some some someone's going to go in there and figure that out and then just spam. Mm-hmm. But we were like, all right, we got to figure out a better way to do this. So like now when you submit it, so there's another part to Firebase that's cool. I don't know if we want to get into it. Uh, mm. They're called cloud functions, uh, which basically allow you to write little tiny bits of server-side code every time a message comes in. So the way cooldowns work, for example, is a message comes in to the real-time database before it's allowed to... Well, actually, not before it's allowed to be shown. Um, Mm -hmm. It's before it's rendered, but it gets into the database, and then this cloud function runs, and this cloud function just goes and hits that... goes to that user's record in the real-time database and says, what's the last timestamp of this user who sent a message and then it goes to the um the chat node record in the database and says what is the cool- current cooldown for this chat does a simple subtraction and sees if that user has waited long enough since its last message and if so it then just removes that node so essentially if you try to break that cooldown your message goes in to the database and then comes immediately back out oh wow um and, and that's just kind of weird a weird way of how, how it works um, but anyway, that's that's one of the things like I wanted to build like a like there's some, you know, built in like uh, like message uh, filtering stuff. So if you say a word that is obviously so should obviously never be said in the giant bomb chat, like it'll auto filter and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, things we had always wanted, but were just so hard to add into the new system or into the old system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like you were talking about, like having to re-add in all the features that were there in the past. And, you know, obviously, like it's cool to be able to just kind of replicate what was already there. Mm-hmm. I'm actually glad that like design did not get involved <laughs> because we would have been like, oh, let's rethink how we do polls or right. something like mm-hmm. that. And yeah. I, it, that would have just slowed everybody down. So that's why I'm glad like it just happened because it was more of like a structural like it just it got like revitalized yeah. yeah upgrade on the back end and yeah, then yeah. Now we we can go forward and add features and you know 
potentially redesign it in the future if if we decide to. Yeah, yeah, and um, I so I guess what I don't understand is like you're able to keep everything like existing on the page as it was, like all the user facing stuff, and we added more features as yeah. well. Yeah, so like having to add in all the older features uh, like polls and, and whatever else, mm -hmm. like all the mod tools and all yeah. that, like was there a lot of difficulty around having to rehook all that stuff into the existing user interface <laughs> or was it pretty much just like plug and play? Like we just kind of pop it in. It was a, a bit of plug and play. The old interface needed a lot of tune up before that would work. So we ended up, we didn't like, it looks the same, but there, a lot of the in code got ripped out and rebuilt um even for the ui uh we didn't touch the styling too much just because you know if this was an engineering led project like yeah like, like no designers were involved like no people who knew css were yeah. involved so it was like we can't do that part like let's just replicate how the way it looks yeah. um and just you know squeeze in new features wherever we can into the existing ui um, I but, mean, if you if you added in design and like all the front end <laughs> stuff, that would have doubled the length of the project. Yeah, yeah. and so. and I think the biggest thing for us was the re, the re, the reason I was rewriting this during E three is because it was the most one of the most it was my first E three running the team, um, and the person who had run the team before was the guy who had designed chat, and I didn't understand how chat worked, mm -hmm. and we were like, okay, we have fifty thousand people in Gamespot's E three chat. I hope it stays up. Yeah. Let's throw a billion servers at it and just hope it stays up. And if it goes down, there's literally nothing I can yeah, do. We could start it back up again and hope <laughs> that it sticks that time, but that's all we could do. So like, I, I, like, did you guys have any like fun uh things that you would have to do just like if something failed in the process? Like you were saying, like having to go back at the top of the checklist and go down. Were there any like weird shortcuts that you learned throughout the, the process or just like I, just hope that it didn't Explode. We, I, we had some commands that um, that were left behind by the previous guy. It was like, here, you can run this command. So, like, I had a list of commands that I was like, I only half knew what they did. So I could run it, go onto the master server and, like, run a couple. And, like, it, I knew roughly what they did. So that it wasn't, like, running stuff at random. But, uh, you know, it, it was really just, like, there's a button that says run. There's a button that says a restart. Like, I, I guess let's try a restart and let's try get, spinning this thing up again. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that, it, like, it took time to restart. And if like an E3 press conference is happening, yeah, and you have to like shut down and restart chat, like that. Okay, we have to kick everybody out, all ten thousand people. We have to shut the page down, wait for the servers to reboot, and then slowly start adding people in. And then you have a rush of ten thousand people trying to get back in. That crack potentially crashes the servers again. Like, mm -hmm. it was one of the most stressful moments of my life here. Um, and we were running two streams. We were running two of these at once, right? Yeah. GameSpot and Giant Bomb were running simultaneously. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. So like we were having to watch, I was just watching, we had this cool graph um, that shows like CPU utilization and like memory utilization on servers. And we had it for the chat cluster. And I was just slowly watching servers turn red as their like CPU usage yeah. spiked. And I was like, I hope all of them don't turn red. <laughs> like, <laughs> gosh, that sounds like that uh, the one scene from Independence Day. Where they <laughs> yeah. like send out the whole fleet and they just like start going red. Yeah. On the yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, so that that's was like I need to get a system I fully understand in here, mm -hmm. and we need that. That was the whole impetus for this thing. And um, anyway, so yeah, we built we built that whole thing, and 
we we rebuilt all the features we could think of, added in a couple new ones. And I forget, we, we basically had a, t- a couple test chats that we, we started up with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the first time we threw users at it, it like the utilization spiked. Uh, and we were like, fuck, like for the Firebase UI just lit up and like, you know, skyrocketed the, uh, C- the like, it's not CPU usage. It's basically just it's like, like database utilization or something. Yeah, it's like just some a, percentage. It's of some n- yeah, magic yeah. number that goes from zero to 100. It's like, <laughs> when it gets 100, it's bad. I'm like, oh. And I think the first time we ran the chat, it hit like 10,000 or something. Like, what? Yeah. Go for, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So I was like, well, that was a whole lot of wasted fucking time. This was before we had implemented all the features. We had just kind of built a bare bone, or like all the core features. Mm. And we were like, well, fuck. Uh, that was a whole, a whole waste of time. Um, but then we went back and it, w- it was something I had written. Like it's, it's funny the little things you write in your code that can like turn out to be like disastrous. And I forget exactly what it was, but it was something to count the number of users in chat. And the... Yeah, uh, I think we were you were trying to keep that number on cl- on the client side, like keep track of that on the client side. So I think whenever, when someone logged into chat, it like said, I'm here to everyone else. And yeah, every user was sending that message to everyone else. Like every time they were logging in and I out had of basically, chat, I had basically put the listener in the wrong place on like a node where it was like every time someone said "I'm here," it said it like everyone, it sent it to everyone, and then like sent, something came yeah. back. It was it like it was basically updating stuff to the point where like it just crippled the system. And I was like, oh. anyway, so I literally just took the user counts out. I just like commented it out, and then like ran another test chat, and we hit like. One yeah. percent utilization with like a few hundred people, and I was like, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> Has it ever like gone up just from like that many people and that many people chatting? So E three this past year, uh, was it this past year? Yeah, it was this past year. Was the first one with first E three with the new chat, right? Yes. Because um, yeah, I was going to also ask you about like the just the difference between running the chat last year, or, you know, that E <laughs> three, and then this one where it was the new chat. Yeah. The difference, but the, this E three, I we literally went to E three, and I was like. This because we'd already run it for like a ton of UPFs yeah. and all this stuff. And like I had some anxiety basically in the run up to E3, we wanted to load test it. Um, because we had never run this. Like Firebase says they can handle, you know, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand simultaneous connections. You know, that I don't know what those connections like maybe those are just connections just sitting there doing nothing. I don't yeah, know. Maybe they're just receiving the messages and right. already, you know. and not like sending a bunch of crap, right? So we didn't know how this would work. So we were like, we gotta load test it up before E3. So we did funny, quick, funny story. We, we use the same load testing method we used for the old chat, um, which is every user who logs on to GameSpot.com at, at a percentage, we have a tiny snippet of code that connects them to chat and starts sending messages in the background. So it's basically a way of like DDoSing yourself. Like, you know, every user on your site is like sending like just WebSocket requests, like nothing crazy, um, n- nothing bandwidth heavy or anything, but it's basically just like testing, internal testing, right? And so <laughs> with the original chat system, you know, the old, the old one, we had set this up and there was a bug in it to where so many users were sending so many messages, we actually like saturated like some, like the network here locally or something like that. It was like this whole... Thing. So, oh yeah, I remember. Okay, I yeah. remember that story. Okay, we yeah, like yeah. saturated like some VPN network inside CBS. Yeah, it was it was a mess. 
Um, I don't remember. I wasn't here, I don't think, for that. Or at least I don't remember the details. No, no, no. It was definitely before we had shown up. Yeah. But, the but we, then we'd heard had, tell. Yeah, yeah. we had heard tell of it. <laughs> so we were like, I, I was just kind of nervous sending this out. I was like, all right, I hope we don't do that again. Um, but we did the same thing where like some percentage of users on GameSpot, you know, we have a ton of users there simultaneously, would be sending messages into a chat that we had started. Um, so we we set that up and like I hit the go button on it and I was I had the chat open and I was just slowly increasing the percentage to where we had like, you know, we could have multiple users set up multiple connections. And I was like, all right, we have 5,000 people sending messages every second and like 10,000 people sending a message every second. And like, I just kept upping it to the point where my computer, my like laptop here in the office was just trying to render the messages as they were, you know, just HTML messages trying to render them fast enough. And my computer was at 100% CPU utilization, just trying to render messages onto the screen. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think we can handle E3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You had a uh, similar thing. Like, you took a screenshot at E3. Yeah. Like the, the last night, uh, Giant oh, Bomb. Oh, yeah. When you turned off the... Um, <laughs> the last night of the E3 cooldown for, oh, for yeah. Giant Bomb. I, if you were there, I, thanks for helping load test the site. But at, it was at the end of E3, like, everything had worked flawlessly. Like, the site had stayed up. The chat had stayed up. Like, no issues. And I was just sitting in the uh, the room with you know Dave Lang, the Dave Lang segment, and everything was going on. Uh, and I was pretty drunk, and I was like, "Let's just turn this cooldown off and like watch people freak out." <laughs> and like the chat again, my computer was like starting to heat up in my lap as like the thousands of messages flew by. Um, but yeah, so that was that was fun to watch that happen. And we we didn't hit like any kind of limits in Firebase, mm-hmm. so it was a good like proof of like okay, I. I used to worry about chat like a lot and like now I just don't worry about it, which yeah. I think is the best thing you can say for any kind of computer system Yeah, <laughs> is I don't worry about it. Yeah, especially after a, a giant rebuild. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that we didn't really have to worry about it at all. Um, and now we don't even think about it. Yeah, like, like for UPF. I mean, I, we would have to like manually click buttons every UPF and make sure we have enough, you know, how many people are going to be in and we have to go in there and check and oh, it went down. We have to go do something else now. We just yeah. do not have to think about it at all. Yeah, literally Jan or somebody just hits start to open up the page and it's just there and it works and that's yeah. huge. That, that blows my mind because I remember a couple of years ago like Jason or somebody mm-hmm. else would like go to Chris's desk yeah. or Will's desk <laughs> and be like, hey, chat's down. Uh, we need this up because we're doing something right now. Yeah. And which is like totally reasonable, but like you have to scramble and try to get that shit to work. Yeah. So I'm just glad that like. So now when UPF's late, you don't have to blame us usually. <laughs> <laughs> it's not usually us now. Yeah. But, where, where in the past it was usually us like not getting chat not working. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the people. It was it was the thing. And it was yeah. Just having yeah. To, like, yeah. Finagle oh. it. But um, but uh, yeah, I mean, chat is one part of it, but I definitely wanted to kind of poke and prod about infinite. Too. Yeah, because that's like that's like chat with extra stuff, with the extra bells and whistles. So I think the best part about this chat rewrite is now we can just fuck with it and like build cool shit on it, um, and it's e- it's pretty easy. Like we, you know, Chris and I both know the system inside now, and a few other people know it pretty well, um, and it's really expandable. So. Infinite has been this idea that was kicking around, you know, for years. I think Jeff had been talking about it, and 
you know, it was yeah, in there the was back. like some code written for it, like when I started. Yeah, yeah like back that, when you like started, passed on to me. I'm like, hey, here's this TV, you know, code. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, does it do anything? We're like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> was um, it like, was it? Did you know who originally wrote that stuff, or was it just some like? No, it was relic? R- yeah, Rick had r- written it originally, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, because he used to talk about that from time to time. Yeah, like yeah. he he was a big okay. proponent of wanting to do this, and we just never had the time, and it was a little harder in the old system to like because you had to build all the back end infrastructure for this, and like all mm-hmm. the syncing and all the crazy shit, so it would have been pretty hard. Um. So with this new thing, we're like. Hey, when we were adding features, like adding polls took like a day or yeah. a couple days. Like adding once I understood the system, yeah, yeah it didn't take much time at all. Adding questions oh, cool. took like you took. I think you wrote that in like an hour yeah. or two. Like yeah. you know, all this stuff is like we're adding features to this thing like rapid fire. Like let's revisit this like TV thing that we wanted to do. Um, and that was another one of these things where I was just like, all right, I'm gonna like I'm gonna like rogue work on this like on my free time and like. <laughs> I, <laughs> we, we had moved down, you know, our original place was on the third floor. So on the third floor, there was like, we were moving from third to down to the first floor here in the building. And there was this, uh, like whole garbage bat bin full of like PC parts. So I like had rummaged through that back in the day and built a PC. And I was like, okay, I've got this trash PC over here, literally <laughs> built from every piece of trash parts I could find. It barely runs. It's got like a weird ATI, old ATI SLI thing that doesn't work. So I had just like removed the SLI chip that connects the two video cards and like it was just running then. I was like, all right, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> like it was this piece of crap PC that's still running in there actually. Um, and I was like, what if I use that as a stream box and then I can just write a simple web page to like play a video, like in a video player. And then I, if I write a little chat client in that page that does the same thing, like fires messages to Firebase, like record, like starts a poll, like, you know, just hit the server, start a poll. Um, if we just do that, then we can just sort of make this thing like Slapdash. So. I took the trash PC. I wrote a, wrote a couple like backend services that would start a poll. That would um, what else do we, what else does Infinite need to do? Like just get a list of videos, get a get random videos. Literally wrote like a few web services that would do that, and then wrote this dumb little single page app type thing that was literally just a video tag on a page, and like the overlays you see in Infinite, like the timer and the like title of the video are just HTML elements that are like position absoluted like over the video player. And oh my God. <laughs> like still to this day, that's what it is. And there's a bunch of JavaScript code on that page that just calls these services that starts polls and you know um, does all the control stuff for chat. And now that chat costs us nothing to run, it it's a no brainer to just like, almost nothing, like Firebase doesn't cost nothing, but it's a lot <laughs> cheaper than running a bunch of individual servers, right? Yeah. Well, that, that was actually something that we completely glossed over is that that was a huge benefit to doing Firebase is that it was just... Yeah, I, going back to that real quick. Yeah, just running a bunch of servers in our own data center or in AWS, you had just had to have a bank of servers to run all these node apps. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Firebase charges by the gigabyte, right? So like... <laughs> and for messages, that's... For like messages sending back and forth. It's actually bigger than you'd think, but like it's it's... Like if you look at their pricing model, it's like cents on the gig or like a dollar a gigabyte or something like that of 
message data, which like, you know, I think, it, I think one chat costs us like, ah, man, I don't even know. It, it's somewhere like 10 bucks or something like or 10 to 30 bucks to like run one UPF or something like that. Wow. Which is crazy cheap for <laughs> like a company. <laughs> um, anyway, so it ends up costing us like a couple hundred bucks a month to run chat now as opposed to like running a bunch of servers constantly. Um, anyway, so that was the other thing that let us run infinite is like, it costs us nothing. Like it costs us the electricity to run this PC in the office and like, you know, a couple bucks a month in like chat, you know, data that's going back and forth. Um, so anyway, yeah. So I, this trash PC that literally runs some JavaScript, um, you know, communicates with Firebase and says like, you know, create a poll, um, or actually communicates with our backend server because the, the backend like web servers need to fetch from our video database, which Firebase knows nothing about, right? So the the services on our web servers just say like, you know, here, start a poll. I'll hit the poll endpoint and it'll just be like, all right, poll 10 random videos with whatever criteria we have and um, start a poll in Firebase. You know, our servers can connect, you know, PHP can connect directly to Firebase too. It's got a pretty good SDK there. So like create a poll and then everybody watching just gets that poll instantly as they would in any other chat. Um, and, and that's really kind of how it works. It's just that one PC like running, a, you know, a couple hundred lines of JavaScript and hitting some servers, some services on the back end that like create the polls and update statuses and all that kind of stuff. But it's a kind of cool little dumb thing that is now really easy to futz around with and, and, you know, build off of. Yeah. I feel like you added on some more features even to that over time. Like, um, didn't you add it in? Like you could, uh, it was like a camera or something <laughs> like that. Like, well, that's, that's the benefit of it. It's not running off the trash PC anymore. We actually built a purpose built PC for it. Um, now, um, but now you like it's running OBS that's streaming on a, like the second monitor is just a web page. Those of you who've seen me like mess around with it on stream have maybe seen like the, you know, Chrome bar pop up sometimes on the video, but it's just streaming a web page. And then any other input to OBS can just go, right? So we have like Jeff can pop in with a like webcam and like put a thing, you know, say hi or put a message over the screen or do whatever because mm. it's just a PC running in the office, um, which is cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really weird, dumb way to make a 24 seven channel that I think only works on Giant Bomb. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like much bigger, much more like production heavy things probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the it's just dumb enough for Giant Bomb and like the the architecture of it, right? Um, but like the GameSpot folks came to me afterwards and were like, "Oh man, what would it take for us to get a twenty four hour channel?" And I was like, "Oh God, no, 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 I'm not doing this for. I mean, I will obviously do it, but it needs to be like, pro, you know, broadcast grade, like gear and all this. Yeah. You know, it it." And being able to schedule stuff and yeah, you would need scheduling and all kinds of like crazy stuff that is not part of this. They were like, you built infinite in like a week, like build it for us too. Like that only take a week. <laughs> That's how that works. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's been, it's proven to be pretty robust and it stays up a lot, but yeah, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a fun thing for like our, our, you know, for giant bomb, but it's, it's kind of built to be this like scrappy like it's just a pc on a desk and you can talk to the audience and you know we can write cool little features for it like so quickly 
Mm-hmm. But it's also like sometimes it goes down on New Year's Eve at 11.58 p.m. Or a, <laughs> and I have to fix it. I, that literally happened on New Year's Eve. Like, yeah. Oh, you, this, this New Year, wow. Yeah, this New Year's Eve, fun, infinite story. I, sorry, I've been talking for a long time. But um, Infinite went down at 11.58 on New Year's Eve like a few days ago. Yeah. Um, and I got a notification. I built this like dumb thing that messages me on Slack if it ever goes down. So, and it messages me every 30 seconds, I think. So like I'm getting Slack messages at midnight. Like I'm at a wedding with an open bar, so I'm a little drunk and I'm just getting like Slack messages. Infinite is down, infinite is down, infinite is down. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I put my phone away for a minute. I'm like, they can wait like an hour. Yeah. So I continue on at the party. And then when I get back to my like hotel room later, I like open up my laptop and I'm like, barely able to focus on the screen and we ha- now have a backup server running in the cloud um anyway long story short it's it's just a backup aws server that basically does the same thing as the local server um so i'm just I, i'm like struggling like people in chat are like <laughs> i had like set the stream up and people in chat are like watching me fumble around with um firefox uh which is what's running on that server to like get it to full screen because i for, like i can't do the keyboard combination on the like remote desktop thing so i'm trying to find the button and they're like just hit f11 in the chat because i'm just trying to yeah. make it full screen yeah. <laughs> i'm like i can't hit f11 i need to find the actual button <laughs> i just love the idea of you like shitty drunk with yeah. like a suit on just like i i can do this i can find the button it was i just had to find the damn browser full screen button yeah. to get it back up and running but i did at like 1 a.m. on January 1st. I got that shit up and running again. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, it's been a it's been a fun little project and we're still like working on it. Like we have a bunch of cool little ideas. Like obviously the redesign like took all of our time away, right? So we were trying to get the redesign out. Um, so a lot of really cool infinite ideas and chat ideas kind of had to get put on the back burner mm. while we did like real work. Um, but we got some cool stuff coming. Like mm-hmm. some of the stuff people are asking for are like, you know, new vi- when new videos come out, like why don't we just play them automatically on mm. the next rotation, right? Like I think that's a really cool feature. Like so people could just hang out there when new stuff comes out. Um, so that's on our list. Um, scheduling content, like I'd love for the Giant Bomb guys to be able to say like, I'm going to put together a list of five dumb videos that I want you to watch and like, just schedule those and like they just break in at any point or or just play the same one video all for <laughs> like all of april fools oh god yeah. uh well we've already gone down the road of the ill-fated feature where i was like wouldn't it be cool if like the next video in the series was always a poll option oh yeah. that i've gotten the most nasty comment well not nasty not all of them are nasty a lot of them are very constructive i've gotten the most like negative comments of my life from that feature because <laughs> like I, there was like a cabal that formed there's like if the if one episode of the endurance run pops up we're watching the whole damn thing and then if another episode popped up later like we're watching the whole thing and like people, again again oh. i was like oh my god oh, no people like you need to push this like <laughs> Get this feature out of here as soon as possible. I was like, I literally had to write like an apology tweet. I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought it would have been cool. I mean, on paper, it sounds like a cool idea, <laughs> but yeah, because like we all do that on Netflix where you just like you want to go through a season yeah. and mm-hmm. you could just vote to do that, which yeah. is it seems like it'd be cool. Like back to back. Yeah. Watch if if you guys want to, you can watch the whole thing. But I didn't take into account the fact. That yeah. Like some kind of mob internet. mentality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, also, I, I guess 
the other part of it is that you could just go to the other part of the site and just like go through that right yourself yeah. yeah um but there i guess there is something where if like is you and your buddies just like want to watch it together i like i get it yeah yeah. Or if you want to force other people to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it I ended think up, that's what it was. It ended yeah. up being people had it open in another window and yeah. like anytime it would come up, they just go vote and not actually watch it. Yeah. Anyway. Monsters. I, I think yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what was <laughs> happening. But that was uh, a yeah, anyway. But we're we're still like playing with it. That's, that's my you know, that's like one of my like favorite features we've built. Mm. Um and it just came out of like one crazy weird discussions, like it just so happened we had just rewritten chat that so it like fit in mm -hmm. and then it's like let's build this duct tape and chicken wire thing and then people liked it so like oh shit now we have to make this duct tape and chicken wire thing like stay up all the time because it's now that, that it was a little moment of panic when dave business dave was like dude infinite's great we need it like in the menu on the new site the redesign it needs to be in the menu it needs to be like on the home page all the time I'm like mm -hmm. I, I built that thing to be like a dumb tool tool <laughs> and like or like a dumb little thing and like now if it's featured on the site and it goes down like uh i don't know yeah <laughs> anyway but. so i'm curious about that there's mm -hmm. a lot of really beneficial things about being able to use a third party thing like firebase because you could just build off of that you don't have to worry about like spinning up servers and mm -hmm. like it being more expensive the whole 9 yards uh are there any dangers to us using something that isn't built in house for something like that yeah that's a good point there's always that danger like the buy versus build thing um and I think, yes, there is a danger. I mean, you know, it is owned by Google. Google's been known to kill projects here and there. Um, <laughs> yeah, qu quite a few. Google yeah. Plus is dead now, Google, I think. Google I don't Wave? Know. Google Wave. Yeah. Um, oh, the fucking, uh, their, their RSS reader. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Google Reader. Oh, yeah. that thing was real good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, there, there is definitely that risk. Like, if Google cancels this, this project or, like, deprecates it or, like, vastly changes it, like, that could, you know, force us to rebuild it. Um, but yeah, I think, I guess we just kind of have to offset that with the fact of, well, now we don't have to maintain a backend for yeah. this thing. Um, and that's awful. It frees up a lot of our, the developers time as well and just makes ease of development a lot easier. So we yeah. just have to, you know, weigh those costs. And and I think we tried to develop that. We didn't really talk about how, how it's, how the code is architected, which is fine. Maybe we come back to that in another time, but essentially what we tried to build, we built it using backbone as we do for a lot of our stuff. Um, which, which allows us to sort of abstract things uh, to a degree. So essentially if, you know, if Firebase goes kaput at some point, hopefully there'd be some other kind of like real time data syncing thing out there, right? That, that is kind of similar. And I'm not saying it would be at all easy to like swap that back end out. Cause you would need to figure out all these, like Firebase has a very unique, like authorization model. Mm -hmm. Um, the cloud function thing is, would be really different. So theoretically it would it would actually be pretty difficult, but you know, we tried to build it in as like portable way as possible. So hopefully if that were to ever happen, we would have, again, one, have some advanced notice because you know, at least Google's not going out of business anytime soon. Right. Yeah, they're so, also really good about <laughs> announcing that stuff. Right. Fairly like, ahead of time. If they announce it in a year in advance, we can be like, all right, well, let's find a new technology. Let's swap that out. Let's, mm -hmm. yeah. but in the meantime, I think it allows us to do cool, dumb stuff faster, which I think is what, giant bomb needs yeah. it needs more doing dumb... cool dumb stuff faster yeah yeah, yeah. okay that should be our engineering <laughs> model <laughs> can i put that can i just send that to my like 
you know, all the uh, the CIO here. Like, <laughs> this is our motto this here. This is our motto. Yeah. We build co- do cool, dumb stuff fast. fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think the way the code is architected does um, benefit, you know, allows us to, if, like I said, if it, Firebase does go away, we can more easily yeah. plug something else in just because it is structured in a way where it is kind of abstracted. And yeah, it uses a big benefit versus yeah. um, the way it was written in the past, you know, mm-hmm. where it was just kind of. Yeah, it uses, more difficult to understand. Yeah, it so. uses if you know if you want to look into Backbone, it, it, we've talked about it I think before for some anyway. But anyway, it, it uses concepts of models and collections, which they themselves hook into the database. So theoretically, if we replace the model layer mm-hmm. that that actually hooks into the backend data, I guess theoretically, like if the if it has a similar API, we could like tweak some things and get the basic functionality up and running in a new system like fairly easily. Um, it would just be the periphery stuff, yeah. the the Firebase specific stuff like authentication and authorization, um, the cloud functions, cloud stuff, functions, but... you know, security stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so it'd be stuff like that, which um, you know I think is going to be a problem no matter what kind of mm-hmm. system you work on. But yeah, Man. yeah. Now I just like I mean we've talked about it. I really just want to update the actual interface stuff for chat yeah hopefully i could we could do that at some point but yeah i mean i've seen some cool like you've i know you've noodled some few a few ideas here and there but i I think that's you know one now that we have like again it's the whole thing was before pretty even coupled to the ui on that page and we've even tried to decouple that out we use templating and stuff a lot more uh for a lot more stuff now so we should be able to swap that stuff easily but uh but yeah i think now that we have infinite, we have a, another, a couple other really cool ideas that I really want to talk about. Like you actually want to talk about it I, so like, bad, but literally like, I want to yeah. talk about it pretty bad, real bad. Cause I've been like working on it in my like free time lately. And I think people will find it really cool and dumb. Um, but like we have all these ideas for this cool, dumb stuff that like every time we squeeze something into this existing interface, like adding a new tab on the side there, like it just looks weirder. So Anyway, yeah, I'm really excited to get a new design to where that's more modular that we can like put more weird stuff into chat. Um, I, I want I want the community to do more kinds of interaction with us and with that system. Yeah. You should have a button, button in chat that lets you turn at, turn on and off lights in the <laughs> studio. So they're just playing the game. Awesome. <laughs> that, that's, something, that's something I want to do. Oh, God. That's something I want to do. <laughs> I have an Arduino. <laughs> oh man yeah this is that, that's a dark path uh that that's not what i was talking about that's not the thing i'm working on right now no. so don't look for that anytime soon but i like like real interaction with the physical world inside the studio would be fucking really rad anyway i think we can do that eventually <laughs> <laughs> but th- there's something else that i'm i'm really working on now that i want to get going like you keep teasing it man just i know fucking, uh, i don't want to i don't wanna give it away because if it all crashes down then <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure it's going to work yet, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. don't hold me to that. Oh man, well that was a really good chat about oh, yeah chat. Yeah. I hope I didn't ramble too much. I it's it's a pretty big and hard thing to explain without pictures and like looking mm-hmm. at code. Yeah. I, th- I think if I had like a screen here where I could yeah. show you like, look, here's how the code works. It's I think a, it was, here's a diagram. A diagram. Yeah. Uh, like back in the day where you had like a book that was a supplement to like a cassette tape mm-hmm. where it was like, now turn the page at the sound. <laughs> uh, we do have like podcast notes, right? You could like. I could, I could, oh. like, I could maybe I'll put a diagram in the I guess that's, that would require me to, I don't think I have a diagram of our chat system. <laughs> I guess I would have to create one, but 
Anyway, we it's, can, it would probably be useful regardless, <laughs> but yeah. awesome. Well, Chris, thanks again for popping by and chatting about chat. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, happy new year, guys. Yeah. And uh, Well, yeah. we didn't get to questions this week, I think, because we're recording back-to-back uh, yeah. episodes without releasing one, so we didn't have new questions to answer. But we'll get back to, if you leave questions in the comments about chat, or the the episode we well by this time point has already come out, which is the the design episode. Yep. Um, if you have questions about any of that stuff, you can leave that in the comments of those episodes, and we'll get to them next week, uh, yeah. the next week after this one, which we'll uh, we'll be answering questions again for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's cool. it. Yeah. Sweet. Well, then uh, I'll see you guys in real life, but uh, we'll be talking <laughs> to you guys pretty soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Word. Thanks, guys.